Uh, we're joined now by Marie Curtin, the recently retired uh, Marie Curtin. You brought down a glittering career and into a glittering career at the weekend, uh, Marie. It was it's it, how was the first couple of days, I suppose, been after after your retirement announcement? Yeah, thanks, Adrian. Um, I I suppose I had I had it known that I was going to retire kind of towards the end of the season. Um, but to be honest, it's been it's been a thing on my mind the last couple of years. But um, I I. I got back in and it's just so good to have a team in Limerick. So I got in and kind of towards the end of the season, um, I, I felt sure. And, you know, still today, I, I feel sure it's the best decision. So I announced it just recently. In the last game of the season, I sat down with Irene and Dave and, and the lads after. And um, and I just I just told them my plans. So, you know, um, kind of from there, we, we kind of set for a while after the last game. And, um, you know, they, they kind of didn't want to see me um, put up the boots just yet. But, you know, I think, I think it's the best decision. It feels right anyway. So, Yeah, we actually have a, a lot to get through, I suppose, Maureen, because you've had a, a long career and, and a very a exciting career as well. But obviously you mentioned that all the clubs you had played with and obviously the international teams you had played with as well uh, in your uh, retirement um, announcement on, on Twitter. But I suppose the first... Uh, couple of clubs you did mention were Trinity Rangers and Crewe United where you kind of started off at the very beginning as a, as a young girl was the, and the, the love of soccer obviously developed at that stage. Yeah, it's, it's gas. Like um, when you come to the end, you, you really do reflect a bit back on, on your career and on your younger days of playing. And um, yeah, it all started off. I went to a really small primary school in Benog in County Limerick. Um, my class had 10 pupils. The school was really small. And it was just absolutely normal for us to just play soccer every day. Um, it, it was the days before the iPads, days before the phones, days before all this technology. So, like, my memory of, of primary school was just playing soccer with the lads. There was a couple of girls who, who played as well, but it was just all soccer, you know. Um, so, just obsessed. Um, I, played, I played soccer with Trinity Rangers then, local boys team in Atlaca. And, um, uh, yeah, and there wasn't really girls teams around then. Um, and luckily enough, a girls team popped up in crew and then under 12. So I played with the boys team for a while. Most girls kind of who, who go on and do like you hear nothing else. That, yeah, my first team was a boys team. So same story. Um, so yeah, and, and crew United. Yeah, just great, great memories. Um, always be thankful for those people at the start and, and throughout the career so always look back in, in fond memories. Yeah it's, it's funny that you mention it because obviously when I was playing as a, a, a young schoolboy as well you always remember maybe teams having one or two girls on the team because they weren't able maybe to, to fulfill a full girls team in the area. Was that uh, difficult or do you think it might have actually helped when you got to play with all girls maybe at the first few years playing with, with, with boys as well? Yeah, like when I remember when I first rocked up, first day it would have been lads from my primary school who who said come along um, and, and play. And I remember there was two teams there, and they told me I was going to be playing on the B team, and I was like, oh come on! <laughs> Even at that young age, I was like, you know. And um, but straight away they they uh, they no longer put me on the B team, so it was good. But I I suppose. Yeah, it's it's great when you play on boys teams. Like it, it does, 
it, it, the level is was much higher. And to be honest, you know, when I did get into the girls' game, it was it was just easy. Like, well, I suppose football just came easy to me as well. And I was playing Gaelic football as well, so I would have been on boys' teams kind of up until under sixteen. Um, but at the time, under twelve was the cutoff age, so I had to stop playing with it. Um, but yeah. I think good experiences anyway and you know at that when you're young you don't you don't really think of the gender thing you just you just want to go and you want to play so um I think they've made the the year for girls to stop playing on on boys team I think they've made it hard I believe it's at under 16 now if I'm right um and I think that that's brilliant and I think you know they they should even have like emerging talent groups or or you know, with mixed because you know at that age you just it's very level, um, so good experience anyway. Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned there about you know emerging talents. Obviously, the game is growing a lot though. The women's game it has grown a lot, and I assume you know since the days when you started, maybe up until now. For sure, um, like I suppose that the next team on then would have been Lifford. Actually, there was a team no longer in Croom, so. I kind of had to go looking for a team and um, well, a team found me in the end and it was Lifford's ladies in, in Ennis. So I'm from an old Croom area and I, uh, my parents would, um, would, would travel to, to Ennis many weekends and those were the weekend or those were the times where the, the roads aren't as good even as now. So like the amount my parents had to do for me just to play on a, on a good team, you know, um, but this Liffer team did loads of internationals, um, so my parents didn't mind. That's kind of where you got your, your first recognition, I suppose, playing underage internationals as well, Marie. It kind of coincided with, with that because obviously Lifford, as you said, are such a renowned uh, ladies' uh, club and, and were for, for many years as well. So it was probably a very good move for you in that respect. Yeah, amazing. Um, our manager, he, he took us out to America two different years to play in international tournaments over there. Um, so like, you know, what, what other young girl gets to do that? Like it was amazing. And the experience of soccer brings up and kind of from there, I, I don't think I was playing about a year in with Lifford and straight away got opportunities to go for trials and things. So I would have been 14 um, going for trials and would have gotten on the under 16 international team and um, kind of all kicked off more seriously, I suppose, from there. But, um, yeah, you, have, um, you mentioned club. America as well, um, Marie. I noticed that you obviously you were, you went on a scholarship for four years as well uh, in America to Hofstra University, which is actually in based in Long Island, I believe, in in New York. And so I, I assumed that with the opportunities you were getting, that there would have been a lot of people very envious, like at the time, for someone of, of you know your age to be getting the opportunity to go to America and, and go to to New York to and and play soccer over there as well. Yeah, I suppose, like, I dedicated my life to, to my sport, you know, between soccer and Gaelic. And, um, you know, I wasn't always easy. You know, I, I definitely worked very hard. Um, I had to make huge, huge commitment. And I suppose a few opportunities arose for me to go to America. And I suppose I picked New York in the end. It, it couldn't be more like, more opposite to, to the way I grew up. So I went from living growing up in a farm in Atlaka and I went up to New York like and it was just a wow experience um 
again difficult being at home being away from, so far from home at times but um just really to, to go into that full-time playing environment was incredible um i suppose over there it's when you're in college uh it's full-time football like it's it's not like college over here it's not like playing for your college team here it's it's very much seen as a full-time almost professional environment and you know there's that sense of equality as well over there they actually have a a, a section nine or or they have a, a sanction that you must uh you must fund women's teams in college the very same as you would the men's so it just it made the whole experience the whole playing the, the whole training environment like just superb and you just you got the best of the best and it really was a professional environment from from such a young age so it was super yeah you made a transition as well while you were over there to actually playing in the, the women's premier uh, soccer league with uh, long island fury and i know that they, they reckon you'll be remembered for a long time after scoring the first three goals i believe as well for the for the long island fury team uh, and you went on to, to great success but obviously as you said like the transition wouldn't have been easy because Obviously, soccer in America, women's soccer in America has always been massive. And as you said, there's a lot of Irish girls know you're aiming to go over to, to America to, to play as well. And it has been a big game. So it must have been a, a really tough challenge as well, as you said, to standard-wise too. Yeah, like the seasons over there were short. Um, when you play club over there, it's kind of, it's kind of that summer-long season, uh, or it was at the time. And like kind of your autumn, your fall season is your is your college season then but you would have a spring training season like you'd have a spring season as well just but just for your development kind of and strength conditioning would be a big thing um and so that those summer seasons were were fantastic too i, I did two of them um our coach out there paul riley for for the club team is one of the top managers within women's football in the world so i've serious memories and, and experience playing under him um he was incredible we won a wpsl championship um my first year with them in 2006 so huge huge highlight for me um and i would have played alongside a couple of american internationals as well um from long island so with that team um but yeah the whole experience like my my college years um that environment was it's just fantastic you you can't you can't buy it like um so good to experience that and have gone through that yeah it's, it's funny as well because obviously uh, it says uh in your in your bio if you if you will that you went back home and played with kilmaluk uh following your spell in America, it was a newly formed team, and I know you actually lost out in the, in the final against Bohemians of the, the FAI Junior Cup. Um, was it? It was. It was probably a high-profile signing for for Kilmallock, considering you had international caps and everything. Was Was there a lot of, of onus on you when when you did sign for the team and a lot of expectation? Yeah. Um, so when I came back, um, I I kind of went in and out of, of Gaelic as well when I came back and um, in and out of different things. Um, in that time when when I came back, um, I think I first played for Cork City FC in that first season for for the Women's National League as well. Um, and in that next year, then I went to Norway. So I played a, a year in Norway as well, another 
really, really good experience for me, um, which I really enjoyed. Really glad I got to go somewhere else and play like that as well. Um, and I think it was it was after that because I retired from international football in the end of 2012. Mm. And for me, you know, there was there was it just came to that time where I knew as well, like you dedicate your whole life to it. Um, just want to do different things. And, and soon after that, I, I set up a, a business as well. Um, and that was running for five years. So, and, and, and in and out of this, like I was playing for Galway City FC, for Cork City um, in the Women's National League again. So I was kind of back and forth between uh, business, uh, you know, getting football for, the, for Limerick County ladies and, um, and, and kind of back and forth and different things. And, and finally, we come to 2000, uh, about three seasons ago, where I played my first season with Limerick FC and, and on to Treating United. Yeah, just to, to roll back on what you said, uh, where you said you retired at, at 28, obviously, which from international soccer, which some people would say would be quite early because you're considered to be maybe in the, the prime of your career at, at that point. But I know that, uh, you know, there's been, it's been well documented, like that the FAI have been criticised by many people for the treatment of women's soccer, which was probably really only highlighted in a big way uh, a couple of years ago when, when the international team actually took a stand against it. I mean, there was really poor stories coming out of, of getting given kits back after traveling and, and obviously getting changed in airports. And we, and we know, I suppose, the stories of it. Um, you know, so you must have been probably in one way full of pride in the fact that the, the ladies team actually finally took a stand uh, against it and, and united. Oh, I was so proud of them. Uh, you know, that was, you know, it, it was a completely, completely different world to, to now um, of of just the environment it was. Um, and I suppose when you go away like that, you know, it even makes it more intense, the, the difference and the, the frustrations that, you know, you're not progressing as, as a team or, um, you know, so we didn't reach finals, but like it just, I think there's this underpinning feeling that like we just didn't get the right environment. And obviously we didn't, uh, as so many players came out after. Um, so it's it's just completely different culture now. Um, finally, you know, there's more attention on the women's game and, and the 2020 campaign and the girls coming out that time in 2017 was a big thing for, for change. Um, but like so proud of them I was. And, you know, it's it just, yeah, it was, it was, it could be frustrating time at times, but like you said, it was, it was always an honor and I always put my international career first, you know, it was, it was always such an honor to come back and play. Um, and look, we, I got to travel around the world with it. Um, like not many girls would, would get to do that. So I, yeah, it, I've had unbelievable experiences with my football. So I, I just have to be grateful for, for that. Yeah, I was actually going to ask you, you know, is the, the abiding memory then uh, obviously a positive one because you do hear so many uh, about the treatment of the team and, and the fact that it probably wasn't up to scratch, definitely wasn't up to scratch, but obviously your abiding memory would be a positive memory of all the times because you played from under 15s all the way up uh, with Ireland and, and played 45 times as well. So it was obviously a, yeah. a, that's a big achievement in itself. Yeah, I feel lucky in that also like I came away for, from it for a bit. I, I got into business. So ultimately I feel like, you know, I, I grew up a lot more just by coming away from it and, and taking that step back from it. Um, so because coming back, like I just 
felt I had a whole new level of maturity and um yeah just just even being in the business world it toughens you up as well but but being in the business world I felt like soccer made me tough enough and, and strong enough to be able to to start an experience like that and, and to jump into something um which you know I, I never thought I would but um yeah like I think I think it's it's been great experience overall and like everything has been has just added to the experience it, it's been great really um i feel like yeah i i feel like you know i i've had a newfound just a different kind of mindset i suppose playing with limerick these last couple of years particularly because my mindset was more nearly as a coach um like i i, I was doing coaching as well and i've done the uafb but when you kind of take that focus off yourself you know you're not so hard on yourself you know obviously when you're when you're training and you're you're full-time football and and you're just trying to be better and better and better and at times you get it wrong you can overtrain, which i did um at times and you can get that balance right wrong and you know so i've had to learn and, and make the mistakes to, to get that balance right and i definitely my years in Treaty, I you know, I was really happy as a player. I, I, I actually really, really enjoyed my football and um, because the focus wasn't on me. I you know, I had my my development, you know, done I, I wasn't looking to play international level again. It, you know, that wasn't gonna happen. So I just I focused on, you know, just trying to help players around me and just enjoying the thing. So it was a different experience again and I'm really glad I got to, you know, come back and, and just not to have the focus on me, if that makes any sense. And um, it just allows you to enjoy it a bit more. Yeah, three, you, you came back, obviously, it came full circle, Marie, in that you, you finally signed for your hometown club, I suppose, in terms of Limerick back in uh, three years ago. Now, um, I suppose it's probably bittersweet in terms of like the second year, particularly, that the club as a whole was in, was in disarray, really, you know, from the men's team. I know that Dave Rooney had said to me that the women's committee had totally split uh, from Limerick by the end, which was fairly fractious in itself. Um, was that a kind of a, a bittersweet thing that, you know, you're playing for your hometown club, but obviously there was a lot of um, problems there, particularly in that second season? Um, I must credit Dave Rooney and Irene, really, because everything that you're saying, like we, we as players, we, we've heard there was a lot going on, but we did not, we weren't subjected to it really at all. Um, we would we didn't see all that stuff we still had training we still got by okay we you know there was a time where we had to go training on not such a nice pitch and it, it wasn't great but like we were still training away we were happy out um <clears throat> so we didn't really see it at all we weren't we, we weren't exposed to it really the lads took everything they took that that pressure away from it they took all of that onus away from us so we really didn't, um, and yeah, it's it's a real shame how things went down. Um, and look, I I publicly said, you know, I'm I'm just so grateful that to the lads, Irene, Dave, the committee that's there now, the board that's there now, um, in in shaping up Treaty United, and and it's nothing but positive things that I'm seeing. Um, anytime I meet with the board, or you know, I. Just, just good. You just see that it's on the right path now, and it, it's really exciting, just for the future of, of soccer in Limerick, really, and, and you know, and for that region of Limerick. Um, 
so yeah, after hearing about different things that went on, it's just refreshing to see that, yeah, it's going in a good direction. And I just hope that it, it continues to, to, to keep up, but I, I, yeah, I'm feeling good about it. And, um, hopefully I'll, I'll be involved in, in shaping that club more as well. Um, if I'm involved in a club going forward. Yeah, I was just about to say that because obviously there is a, a, from reporting on the games this year, particularly in the second half of the season, that you know there is a great vibe up there and, and a very welcoming vibe as well at, at the club, which is great. You know, it is refreshing at, at the moment because they, they you know can be a bit toxic when in years gone by. You know, it has been in the past, but you know, I suppose as a player, in one way, you mentioned that it's it is a project now, Treaty United. You know, and, and obviously they're looking to add to that in terms of more girls teams, obviously a, a boys academy as well as a men's senior team. But uh, is it probably slightly disappointing for you that maybe the the project has came too late for you as a player in terms of you only had one season to play? Um, you know, it is what it is. I I mean, it would have been great, but saying that, like I felt growing up. I suppose throughout my career, I had to go away to play at a decent level. Um, I didn't really have a choice if if I wanted to kind of progress. And um, so should there have been the same opportunities as there is becoming now um, and, and that there is now, maybe I wouldn't have left. But, you know, I, I've gotten many great opportunities from it as well. So, um, yeah, who knows? But look, I think just the important thing is to, to make it right now and and just kind of contribute to it anyway as well. Yeah, when when doing some research, you mentioned it there is about um your coaching and the fact that you you're looking to get into it. Um, just before you announced your retirement, well, a week past, uh, you you praised obviously uh, Irene Hare and Dave Rooney. Um, might have surprised some people that both uh, of them left their roles uh, from Treaty. Um, you know, because I had been talking to Dave maybe a month before Christmas and he seemed like he was, you know, very enthusiastic about the future and, and, and wanting to be involved. So um, was it, I suppose it's probably slightly disappointing to lose two people of, of, of that experience in, in the job and at the club. Yeah, I was shocked to be honest as well. I didn't know that, that they were going to. Um, our decisions were all separate. Uh, I, I had no idea that, that they were going to step away from it. Um, I think, yeah, there'll be a loss to the club for sure in, in that all that they've done. Um, and look, hopefully there's people out there, it, like it's it's a great opportunity for any aspiring manager to step in to, to coach in a women's national league um, where the level is just growing and growing and growing year on year. Um, so look, hopefully we'll, we'll be able to find their place. Like Irene is just such a fantastic person as well, fantastic coach and just great person knowledgeable about the women's game in particular and and just to come in and she's done so much so they'll definitely be missed and I'm sure that they won't be far at the same time I'm sure that they'll they'll see games they're both heavily involved in the international underage scene as coaches so you know you can't be too surprised you know they have a lot on their plate with that too so I, I wish them nothing but good luck and I I'm, I appreciate everything they've done for me yeah, you kind of let it slip there a while ago that you would wouldn't mind to be involved in in some capacity yourself in the future. Would it come too soon for you to sit to throw your name into the ring now? I definitely wouldn't put my name to to a manager position right now. Um, I'm not there yet. I I I think that's too much of a transition to go from player to to manager. 
Um, management is a completely different ball game. I see myself in coaching on some level, um, and, and hopefully I will. Um, so, yeah, I, I would really like to just get in and see what I can do as a coach, for sure, um, at some age. Yeah, the, the girls mentioned uh, towards the end of the season, and Dave said it as well, that maybe it was a slightly disappointing end to the season on the pitch for Treaty in that day. You know, you know, it could look like for a while that you were going to finish uh, top of the Tier 2, which would have been a great achievement, considering it was the first year that a lot of those players were even maybe playing at that level. Um, I suppose, going forward, and, and what would your message be to, to your former teammates and, and what to, to maybe concentrate on? Because as you said, it is a very tough and unforgiving league. Yeah, um, like I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how things go now because sometimes uh, uh, freshening up in manager can be good too. So someone absolutely new coming in there could be great. Um, so what I would say, you know, the girls are so good. It's such a young team. Like I, I was obviously the, the oldest in there at 35 and like I think the next age down, you know, was maybe... 24 or something like and there's so many like 18 19 years old 17 even so such such a young team um and i suppose they they don't know they don't i suppose they've been learning just the level and like you just have to get in and experience it you you, you just it might be a big step up for them and, and they're all still young players but there's some players that are really coming on so well like shannon Shannon Parabat, um, Lauren Keane, like, you know, there, there's great players in there, Aoife Horgan, the Shine Twins, um, there's so many that have such good attributes on the team and I'm really looking forward at what they do and I hope whatever management and whatever coaching staff step in there that, that they can really develop these players on again um, because I, I, I can see, yes, we've had a bad season, but I don't think we're far off being a mid-table position, definitely. Yeah, especially, I suppose, you know, there was there was a, a great achievement in terms of getting to an FAI semi-final and actually playing really well. Probably one of the better performances of the season, really, on the day. Um, where it was probably, it was, it, was, uh, it was one of those games where you were written off from the start, really. And, and to be honest, I was very surprised because I had always been under the impression that you were always playing as a centre-back all the way up. And in defence, so I know you played up front that day, but it turns out you were actually more versatile as a player than, than I was led to believe. Thank you. Um, no, I've definitely been versatile throughout the throughout my career in, in playing different positions. Um, I love to score goals. <laughs> I love to shoot on goals. But um, yeah, we tried something different against Cork. We, when we played them in season, we didn't get on too well. Um, it all depends on kind of, injuries and things at the time too like we had we had center halves who were, were fit and, and ready to play so he decided to put me up top and um unfortunately i got a i got a dead leg around 20 minutes 25 minutes in and uh i was i was just i, I was in a heap after that so i i didn't feel like i contributed well for that semi-final but the girls who came on like they just changed the game and we were really, we really put it to them in that second half. Like we, it, I feel like if we got that one goal back, that maybe we could have leveled things because I felt like we were all over them that second half. Players that came in were were fantastic, um, and yeah, it it was disappointing in the end. And yes, we had good spells in our season. We had poorer spells, but yeah, just 
excited to what we do now going forward uh, as a club and, and, and just watching that group. Obviously, I, I'm sure everyone will, will echo the sentiment as well that we wish you the, the best for the future. And judging by your, your Twitter feed and, and the news feeds from the fact that RTE and everyone was publishing your uh, retirement, that it was a, a very, you were a very popular player. And uh, obviously, we wish you all the best for the future. And thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me.